Recently, we received news from the president that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. President Biden is misleading the American people on inflation. It is true that energy went down, but other important items went up, like food. Over the previous month, food was up 12% on an annualized basis for the month of July. Electricity was up 19.2% on an annualized basis in July. Just to name a few items that went up in July besides food and power, new cars and trucks, medical care and shelter were all costing you more. Don't believe what Biden is saying to you about zero inflation. Look at your checkbook or your credit card statement. You must protect your family from the ravages of inflation. You need to find out if gold is right for you. Go to blackandwhites.us and on the homepage, click on the gold bar and get connected to our gold guru, Ira, at Advisors Metals. And ask Ira, is gold right for me? It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in your right of American free speech. It's time for Black and White. Welcome. We have a very special guest on Black and White today, a gentleman that I've wanted to interview for a long time, and he's been so kind to, to come on and, and give us a good bit of time, Mr. Paul Manafort. Um, Paul, thank you for joining us. If you don't mind me calling you Paul. Oh, please do. Thank you very much, Dan. It's great to be here. Thank you. Uh, first thing, let's talk about your book. Tell me about your book and why did you decide to write it? Uh, the book is called uh, Political Prisoner, uh, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. That's the title sort of tells you everything you need to know about the book. Yeah. Uh, it uh, It's, it's going to be in the bookstores on August 16th, although it can be ordered now at, on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or Simon Schuster websites. And I wrote the book because during the course of the six year, last six years, the truth hasn't been put out in the public arena yet. I mean, uh, in fact, it's the anti-truth that's been out there. And uh, when they first started to come after me in their attempt to try and squeeze me to give them Donald Trump, you know, they put a gag order on me. They, they put me in solitary confinement. They started, they, when I was unable to respond in the media because of the gag order, they leaked all kinds of fake information about me that I couldn't rebut. So that I was really convicted in the court of public opinion way before I ever had a trial. And, uh, and of course, then I got to pick a jury from the DC metropolitan area, which was the capital of uh, anti-Trumpism. So I never really had a chance. And, and in the, in, yeah, the special prosecutor, squeezed all the witnesses and threatened all the witnesses that could have helped me make my case. Uh, and so I never got to even present a defense. And uh, the book does that. The book really captures about four or five different things that I think are very important and, and very relevant today. It talks about the Trump campaign of 2015 and 16, why he ran, what his purpose was, what he hoped to accomplish, you know, which was basically to drain the swamp and, and destroy the Washington power establishment. Uh, and to give government back to the people. And then I talk about the, you know, why the revolt happened against Trump and me, among others, and, uh, uh, because of the fear the system had that he could uncover uh, the emperor and expose him as having no clothes, so to speak, and, uh, which he did. And the more he did that, the more vicious they got. None of it was anchored in truth. Uh, we now know, because of the Durham investigation, and I talk about this in my book, that uh, in early July of 2016, yeah, Clinton decided to put out the fake Russian narrative, knowing it was a hoax. Is our own campaign manager admitted it during one of the recent trials in Durham's investigation. We also know that John 
Brett Brennan, the CIA director, from his own personal notes, briefed Obama in early July that, uh, that the Clinton campaign was going to be putting out this fake narrative. And we also know that at the end of July, the FBI greenlit Crossfire Hurricane, which was an investigation meant to find evidence of Russian collusion between Trump and, uh, and, and Putin. Russian collusion on a narrative that the White House, the Justice Department, uh, and the CIA knew was fake. So the, the, that investigation was totally built on a house of, uh, of lies. Uh, and in the book, I walked through all of this and, uh, and put it in context, talking about how they used the tools of government, weaponized the law enforcement agencies, weaponized the national security, and weaponized the State Department uh, and to, co to, to come up with dirt on me and, and Trump. And, uh, and we also now know, which I talk about in detail in the book, that there was Russian collusion, but it was on the part of Clinton, the Russians, the DNC, the Ukrainians, and the Obama White House. And I walked through the, the corruption uh, and, uh, yeah, and the evidence that we have now that shows that's where the, uh, yeah, the narrative you know, led to. Uh, it, and, and so we get into all of that. We get into the Trump campaign a bit because I think it's important to understand why he was motivating to run, what he was trying to accomplish, and, and, and put his, his, his presidency in the context of his candidacy as well. Uh, and so there's a lot of information that frankly hasn't been in the public arena that I know of in the book on the campaign. Uh, but then I also go through the special counsel and, 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 and all of you know, the, the prosecutorial abuses that happened, uh, the, the selective justice, uh, the witness intimidation, the violation of constitutional rights, you know, what they were trying to do to me, putting me in solitary, why they were doing that. I talk about my time in solitary confinement and how it made me a stronger and better person, I think. Um, and, uh, and then my time in prison and where I expose some of the, uh, the misunderstandings about the Bureau of Prisons and a system that really isn't looking to help people re-enter society who may have made a mistake and but want to come back, come into society in a productive way. Um, and, and, and then lead right into where we are today in the Biden administration, because a lot of what's going on in the Biden administration today had its roots in the Obama administration. And, uh, and what you see Garland doing with going after parents uh, and calling them terrorists because they care about the school's edu kids' education, uh, allowing the cartel to bring drugs and you know, human trafficking across the borders. And all of this I get into in detail. And I talk about the 22 elections, a little bit about the 24 elections. So it's a pretty broad range of topics, but they all come together, which is why I decided that it was important for me to put it all together. Uh, and in the course of it, give the American people a chance to understand who I really am and what, how for 20 or 40 years of my life, I worked against the Soviet Union and, this, and Russian imperialism. Uh, and, and I expose their lies on Ukraine and, and, and what they try to do there. So tell us again, when is it going to be out? Well, we can order it now on Amazon? You can order it right now on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles. Uh, it'll be in bookstores August 16th. Okay. So I, I'm sure that you've, you've done a lot of interviews and I'm, I, I'm not going to ask the question that I'm sure a lot of people have been asking you, is Donald Trump going to run? I, 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 I can't, I don't think anybody knows that we can guess it, guess at it, but I don't want to waste your valuable time. What I want to ask you is 
I'm 76 years old. I'll be 77 years old in a couple of weeks. I've seen a lot of presidential campaigns, been involved in some presidential campaigns, not nearly to the extent that you have. We're almost 18 months into Biden's term. And they hate Trump. What is it about this man that 18 months after being president, he still commands tremendous, I always say respect, coverage in the press, good, good or bad? What is it about this man that he has created this division in our country, instilled hope when he was president, uh, impeached in essence three times, uh, two times after he was president had, had gone what is it about this man that 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 scares if somebody once said the bejesus out of the democrats he, because he challenges the premise of their existence i mean he yeah, he, he's he's laid bare the con idea that uh, the democrats care about anything other than power because that's all they care about they don't deliver upon their promises you know he said when he ran in 2015 and 16 i was in several meetings with him where he was taking, speaking to Black American leadership and Hispanic Americans, and he said, the Democratic Party has been promising you for your whole life to make your life better, and they've never delivered. They haven't even tried to deliver once they get elected. He said, you vote for me, and I'm going to make a difference for you in your lives. And then he went one step further. He said, and you know what? If you don't vote for me, I'm still going to make your lives better. And, and he did. He performed. He, he kept his promises. And they see that. And so... The, what this, the system was afraid when he came in because he wasn't a part of them. He was a true outsider. I mean, in my book, I talk about, you know, really not since Andrew Jackson was elected president was somebody as much of an outsider as Donald Trump. Reagan, when he came in, you know, he, he was a governor for two terms. I mean, he had relationships in the Capitol. And, you know, you know, he was not part of the liberal establishment or even the the, uh, the modern Republican establishment, but he was still part of the broader concept of establishment. When Trump ran, nobody in Washington even knew him unless they had gone to New York asking him for money. And it could have been a Democrat or Republican because they both went to him for money. Uh, so when he said he was announcing his candidacy to drain the swamp, he shot the, he put, you know, right over their bow and they, they didn't pay attention at first but then as he started to develop his campaign in the, in the primaries and was knocking off all of these supposedly establishment, you know, solid candidates with ease, they started to pay, take notice. And then when he got the nomination, they were afraid. And, uh, and that's why this whole idea of the Russian collusion came up. And his presidency, he delivered, which, made, which is why today they're even more fearful. You know, you said you didn't, we're going to waste uh, the question on me about will he run again? I mean, I don't know if he'll run again, but I believe that Biden is making it impossible for Trump not to run again. Because on all of the metrics that Trump delivered on, whether it was the border security, whether it was improving from the, the poorest of, uh, of our society uh, uh, on up through the middle class, their, their wages, their productivity, uh, whether it was uh, America first that kept the world safe from what we're seeing now in, in Ukraine and, uh, and, and the South China Sea. You know, he delivered on all this stuff and in Biden in 18 months has been the antithesis. He's been a failure in every one of these key areas. And he was a failure because he changed Trump's policies and he bragged about changing them. 
and now he's you know reaping the the failures of his policies and i don't think he still gets the fact that his policies are wrong for the country but the point to donald trump is convincing trump that trump's policies in his mind were right for the country he believed it then and he sees what happens when you when you change them now uh and so i i think the system will fight him again because they understand he cuts at their very existence. He's, he will expose the woke left in the party, the Democratic Party. Uh, and, and I believe that the, the contrast will be real damning and, and could destroy the Democratic Party that you and I grew up watching uh, you know, as our opponents and in, in, in my opponents in politics, because it's not that party anymore. It's been taken over by radical leftists. And I do believe after the 22 elections, when uh, Republicans are going to win in a major way, not just on the, in Washington, but in the capitals, uh, in the legislatures, in the school boards, where they're now starting to pay attention, uh, in some of the prosecutor's offices and local offices. And when that happens, what's going to be left of the Democratic Party is the, 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 the far left. And I don't think they're that unhappy with that outcome for this year, because it will allow them to take over the carcass of the Democratic Party. And, uh, and when that happens, they will be on their way to oblivion in my mind. We're talking with Paul Manafort. We're gonna take a quick break and come back and finish our interview. We'll be right back. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican in the November 8th election. We're speaking to somebody that I've uh, looked after and looked forward to interviewing for a long time, Mr. Paul Manafort. And your, the name of your new book, sir? The name of the new book is Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. And it's going to be available mid-August on Amazon, and you can pre-order now. You can pre-order it now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, Simon and Schuster, and it'll be in bookstores everywhere on August 16th. Do you have Do you have an audio book? Uh, there will be an audio book too. Yes. My favorite way to listen. Okay. Um, we were talking with Paul about uh, why is it that the Democrats still have a huge problem a year and a half into Biden's presidency, and and I I'm curious about your your perspective. Uh, we, we talked about during the 15-16 campaign about draining the swamp. Did he? Did he really drain the swamp or did the swamp overtake him? 
I believe he made serious inroads in draining the swamp. I mean, I, I do believe a second term would have allowed him to institutionalize it. So, you know, we're going to, you know, it's going to need, you know, a, another term to, to you know, pick up where it left off. Um, but I think the system started to see a different way of doing things. Um, and you, if you look at the kind of Republicans that are going to get elected in 2022, they're different Republicans than were elected, were serving in Congress in 2016 when Trump was elected president. Mm-hmm. That's a, 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 a consequence of Donald Trump and his leadership and his inspiring new people to get involved in politics, to bring different thinking, to not look at Washington as the be all and end all of their career, but as a, as a place to make ch- bring real change to help people. And, and I think the crop of candidates who are going to go to Washington for the first time after these elections in November, you know, you will see a continuation of the Trump revolution. Uh, and then in 24, electing a, a Republican president, I think will allow us to quickly get picture, pick up again where things were dropped in 2020. I, I have to tell you, as I said in our other segment, I'm 77 and I've seen a lot of presidential campaigns from Eisenhower all the way through. I have never seen in my life, and maybe you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I have never seen a country change so dramatically, so quickly as the, as the Democrats have destroyed or severely injured this country. How did it happen so fast? Because the policies are wrong for the country. And you can't have, I mean, part of what the woke left, which is driving this democratic agenda, believes in it is to destroy the fabric of our democracy. They don't believe in our country. They don't believe in America as the shining city on the hill, as Reagan called it. They don't believe that our constitution is this this magnificent uh, sentiment of of freedom uh, and and participation at all the local levels by our our citizens. And so when you you try and force their system of wokeism into policy framework, it doesn't work. Uh, you know, there's a reason, reason that, uh, that you, you don't overspend when you're, you know, you're, you're in an inflationary system. There's a reason you don't you know, you know, have no security on the borders. There's a reason you don't have a lawless city, uh, lawlessness in the cities where the victims are penalized and the, uh, and the criminals are, are allowed to run free. Uh, and, and, but they're, they're, you saw it in, in, in the Northwest part of the country in, uh, in, in 2020. They believe in destroying before they t- to come to power. That's their means to come to power. And it doesn't work. And the American people, who I, 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 having been involved in politics for 50 years, I've come to believe that ultimately the American people always get it. They do see it. Whether the media wants to talk about it or not, the truth does come out. And while this media is a dishonest media today, there are enough vehicles to carry the truth. Uh, and the policies are such failure of policies that the American people have quickly seen the disaster of the Biden presidency. I mean, you and I have seen the same number of presidents, I think. I never thought we'd have a president as weak as Jimmy Carter, again, in my lifetime. Biden is putting Carter 
back off, taking him back off the pedestal as the worst president ever. He's no longer the worst president in my lifetime. Yeah. By far, Biden is. Uh, if he did nothing else, he, I mean, he's, he, he's never going to dig out of that that hole. Um, and, and so, I do believe that as bad as the policies are, they are going to suffer the consequences, and the American people are going to take the turn. And if anything, it's proven again another way that Donald Trump knew what he was talking about. I mean, if you remember, it's it's been out there a little bit in the last couple of months since the gas prices have skyrocketed. Is the clip in, in the debate, the last debate that Trump and uh, Biden had, where Trump said, "You elect this guy and his energy policies, you will be talking about uh, five dollar gas," uh, you know, in his term, and they laughed at him. The media tore him apart. They ridiculed Trump. Well, guess what? <laughs> he was one hundred percent correct. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know. People said, how could we ever get to $5 gas again? Well, now you know how. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it corroborates and, and endorses Trump's positions on the issues and, and his policies. And again, the American people see that. When you look at what's been going on in the country and you look at your representation of Jimmy Carter, uh, we talk about inflation at 40, almost 50 year highs. We're talking about uh, confidence in small business people to start businesses. It's it, it's at a 45, 45 to 50 year low. Um, so there's a lot of things that I like to say two and a half to three generations in, uh, who are alive in today in this country have never experienced before. Good. And I heard a great line is that Joe Biden is generation X's Jimmy Carter. Because they, they don't. So um, I, I want to ask, I want to turn to the, the midterms, but in a different way. Uh, I've been working with some candidates around the country trying to help them on messaging. And, and, and as, a, as a, an incredibly talented uh, political advisor, what, what I don't understand, sir, is America is telling everybody the problems they have. And they don't have a problem per se with, with the Ukraine. They do have a problem with the border. But if you ask 100 Americans, 1,000, 10,000 Americans, what are the issues that concern them most? The price of gas and the price of food. How do I feed my family? How, how do I deal with, with what's going on? <clears throat> I don't make enough money in my paycheck to buy food and buy gas. Um, I think that the Republicans, and I've listened to campaign ads all over the country, they're, they're talking about too many issues. They should be focused on food and energy because they are the most important to tens, if not hundreds of millions of Americans. Why are they, why are they got the messaging wrong? Well, because Biden has given us so much message to him. I mean, his policies in every area are wrong. I mean, the key, the key, depending on which office you're running for and where and where you're running, the key is is clearly the economics, absolutely. And uh, but it's also failed leadership, and it's also because failed leadership cuts across everything. And it also is who is president makes a difference. 
and who controls the Congress makes a difference. Uh, and 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 so those 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 broad themes, you can then put all the various subset issues, whether it's inflation, whether it's energy independence, whether it's border insecurity, they all just neatly fit in. Uh, and you would you would emphasize them based on where you are. But the key point is that the swamp needs to be drained because the failures of this government are, are destroying the fabric of our country. And people feel that way. 87% the country is in the wrong direction. I've never seen that number that high. Right. I mean, I mean, in really the other number that that was very impactful to me. And it allows our candidates, Republican candidates, to have this wide range of areas to talk about, but it's got to be under failed leadership and, uh, and, and failed policies. But the, and the other number that's important to me that I, it just proves that it's going to be a wipeout election is Biden's key voter block in 2020 was young people. And in that same poll, 18 to 29-year-olds, you know, the number is 90% don't want him to run for re-election. Right. It's 95%. It, if you think about it, Biden has lost 60 million votes in a year and a half. Sorry, I, that's an incredible uh, accomplishment. That's his biggest accomplishment, that he's lost 60 million votes that he had a year and a half ago because of his failed policies, because of his failed leadership, uh, because the woke left agenda is an anti-American agenda. Uh, and, and that's the context in which these elections have to be managed. When uh, I saw Donald Trump uh, come down the escalator in the Trump Tower, and I listened to what he was talking about. And I, I was on the air at the time covering it. And I said to my partner on the air, uh, he's going to be the he's going to be the nominee. I don't know who the, who the Democrat's going to be, but I know that he's going to be the Republican nominee. And my partner said, you're crazy. And we, we put 100 bucks on it and I won the money. But but in looking at that, looking back at that, I started to write. I write a lot of commentary, Paul, and I wrote a commentary that the believe I believe that the 2016 election, the most important issue was not jobs. It wasn't employment. It wasn't at the economy. The most important issue, in my opinion, at that time, is that the next president will probably nominate at least one, if not two, Supreme Court justices. And with the fact that he got three through, if we look at what's going on in the court system because of those three justices, and the change in the court, it's probably the, the greatest, one of the greatest accomplishments that he did while he was president was to redefine the judicial system. Yeah, and, and you know, besides the three judges on the Supreme Court, all the federal court judges that he put into office as well, which is going to make a difference in the future, a big difference. Um, and, that, and that's my point. Trump, you know, the, the draining of the swamp, there are many aspects of it. That's one. You know, he put legitimate judges who were going to do the job of interpreting the Constitution and not trying to become legislators. He put them into positions of power. And it's going to be a long-term impact on the, on the direction of our country. Wow. So unfortunately, sir, we have run out of time. I did want to ask you one more question off the air. But again, tell us the name of the book and where it can be bought. Thank you, Dan. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. The book is called The Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced, 
uh, can be you know, pre-ordered today on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles and Simon Schuster, and it'll be available in bookstores on August 16th. And uh, I talk about all these issues and several more in the book. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Let me ask you a quick question. Sure. I've been doing this not as long as you have, but I've been doing it a long time, several, several generations. I have, I'm going to give you one example of my frustration, okay? There is no way, no way to write to Herschel Walker. There's no phone number on any of his websites. You can't call his campaign. There's no way to get a hold of him. There are no direct emails to him or to his, to his staff. But it's not just him. It's a lot of Republicans have abandoned the ability of people to communicate to them. And I don't understand what the campaign managers, what their logic is in restricting the exposure of their candidates to the constituents. Uh, you're telling me something I didn't know. Um, and I'll have to look that up because that makes no sense to me. I know. I mean, it, it, I've got this, this, this little campaign that, that I've got people running for office right now, senators, congressmen, governors, and they, they go into a meeting and they take two items with them, a one gallon gas can and a one gallon bottle of milk. And they say, visually, they simply put them on the podium and say, this is what I'm here to talk about today. These are two very important issues, the cost of energy and the cost of food. Yep. And I, I, I'm working with a guy who was running in, in, in uh, Arkansas for, for senator. And he said the first time he used my story, he said it was the worst situation you could ever want. It was in a tent. There were 25 candidates. The air conditioning stopped working. And we were told we had two minutes. He said, I walked out. I put the two cans on the, on the podium. And I said, I'm here to talk about how you're going to feed your family and how you're going to get to work. He said he was swamped after the meeting yeah. because people said, that's what I want to hear about. Yeah, exactly. But I'm, I, I'm frustrated because I, I try to help people understand what I hear all the time on the radio from, from the typical Americans. And those are really important. And things like abortion, while it's important to a lot of people, it doesn't score in the top 10. It's not yeah. an issue. Oh, you're right. That's why it's not going to really affect... Uh any of the out outcomes. I mean, right. I mean, you, I mean, you're 100% correct. It's, it's those pocketbook issues. Um, and it's, uh, it's very simple because there are areas where a change by Biden of Trump's policies clearly caused that deterioration. And it's, I mean, yes. So, uh, I was going to ask a favor. I know it's, uh, uh, it's a lot to ask. I have a, a, a short video that I'm using on campaigns. Uh, I'd love to be able to send it to you for you to take a look at sometime. Sure, absolutely. Uh, how do I how do I send it? I got to find something to write. How do send I my, send my to my email, um, which is pm pmkm. Wait wait wait, no ink. Okay. All right. P is in Paul. M is in Mary. K is in Kilo. M is in Mary. Two 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 zero one at gmail.com. I'll do it. Thank you for being such a, a terrific guest. I enjoyed Thank it. And I, I'd like to have you back on sometime. Uh, absolutely. Just uh, give AJ a call. I'd love to do it. Thank you, sir. Take care. Be careful. Uh, yeah.
You have a good day. Thank you. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, and this message is just for moms. Are you worried about how much money you have lost in your investment account? Are you concerned if it will recover? Inflation is 9.1%, and I believe it's really higher than that, and I think you would agree. You have experienced rising prices for food, gasoline, and many other items. Isn't it time for you to consider investing in gold with some of your money to protect your future? Start by finding out if gold is right for you. Go to the Black and White's website and click on the gold bar. You'll get a couple of questions, and then we'll forward you on to Ira, our gold guru. He will help you figure out if it's right for you. Check it out.